You're listening to the Lessons in Real Estate Show, sponsored by Mission First Capital, bringing real estate investment deals for active duty and veteran investors. Your host, Anthony Pinto, searched land, air, and sea to find military investors just like you investing in multifamily and commercial real estate, both active duty and veterans. Hear their stories, learn their lessons, and be inspired by the obstacles they have overcome on their path to financial freedom. Whether you are overseas or stationed at home, if you want to get started as a military real estate investor, this is the show for you. And now your host, Anthony Pinto. I'm so excited to have you guys here today on the revamped new and improved version of the Lessons in Real Estate show. I wanted to refocus on my mission here in life uh, with this podcast, and that is to help teach and inspire 1 million military members and veterans to achieve financial freedom through real estate. And as a part of the March to a Million campaign, my call is to show you the path to freedom of time and money, whether you intend to stay in for 20 years or get out next year. And so listen to the stories of fellow military members and investors just like you struggling, overcoming, and achieving success in multifamily real estate, and even some of them doing it while active duty, and really dig into their lessons learned, as well as their failures on their path to success. Uh, But you came here for the show, so let's get to it. Hey learners, and welcome to another edition of the Lessons in Real Estate show. I am your host, Anthony Pinto, and it is October, and this is our part two of our series on real estate rookies and today we have june shin and uh i i think this is a really great follow-up for bo from last week because i you know this is another super inspirational military investor who's overcome a lot in his life and is crushing it at such a such a young age um while still being active duty so i think he has a awesome story to tell today so i hope you guys get a lot out of this and and part of our uh our real estate rookie series you know the goal of the show and and kind of the repurposed branding of the show is to get uh, on our march a million to find or help a million military investors find financial freedom through real estate and i think that is a great start to you know show a an individual who's doing just that who's you know building himself up by his bootstraps and I can't wait to talk with, with June today, but a little bit about June's background. Uh, June is a information professional officer in the Navy, and he's currently stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. His real estate investing career began in 2019 when he purchased a duplex to house hack shortly after graduating from the United States Naval Academy. And I think that was a matter of months after graduating from the Naval Academy, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, he is now determined to achieve financial freedom through commercial multifamily investing within the next five years. He is passionate about giving back, and he is committed to helping a million children with cancer in his lifetime, a personal goal he hopes to expedite through donating 20% of his earnings from his company, Brighter Future Capital LLC. June, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me here, Anthony. You know, you've been one of my biggest uh, role models, really, in this industry, real estate investing career, and you're a big reason why I'm getting into multifamily. So thank you. I'm very excited for our talk. Awesome. Well, I, I always appreciate a compliment and I swear learners, we, we weren't fishing for that. It wasn't, wasn't scripted, but no, I, I appreciate that for sure, man. Um, you know, I've been watching you, gosh, ever since we met up last, this time last year, I think at, at Mick and you just been crushing it, man. I mean, if I was where you were, well, gosh, where was I when you were 
I think I was still going through schooling and didn't know my front from my back when I was still in Hinton. <laughs> just newly graduated from the Naval Academy. And you're crushing it in multifamily and, and real estate as a whole. So that is amazing. But let's get into your story because I think it's it's awesome what you what you're doing. So you are a 2019 Naval Academy grad, mm-hmm. correct? That's correct. Yep. So you've been out for about a year and a half. So how long between the time that you graduated did it take for you to get your first deal done? Um, right. So graduated in May and um, about uh, five, six months later, because I closed on the duplex at the end of the same year in um, 2019. And I've been house hacking ever since. So so tell us about how, how you got into that in the first place, because the, there's a lot of people who, and myself included, have to take a lot of time to learn about a particular topic and mm-hmm. something particularly like this, where it's, it's a whole nother business as a side hustle. It takes a lot of energy and, and, and learning and mentorship to get to the point where a lot of people were even comfortable to put in an offer. So, so how did you, I guess we'll start with, why did you get into real estate investing in the first place? And how did you kind of transition from where you were as an ensign and, you know, focusing on your instantly duties and getting qualified and all of that to real estate investing. Right. So, um, uh, I gotta say, you know, at, during my time at the Naval Academy, knew nothing about real estate investing, um, knew no, nothing about personal finance, really, mm-hmm. really bad at budgeting, always in credit card debt, always going out, didn't really have any, uh, financial goals, right? No, um, no passive income whatsoever, no investments. And that's just how I was uh, as a missionman. But, um, you know, during senior year, I went um, through a rough period of um, cancer. I was um, diagnosed in the summer of my senior year. And uh, when that happened, you know, I uh, started reflecting a lot, right, about my life, um, my future, and what's going to happen. so when I was going through that, basically, um, I realized that in the future, I want to be able to uh, have a freedom, freedom of time, freedom of money, right? And be able to be there for people I love whenever something like this happens again. Um, really, the whole cancer, actual cancer part, fighting cancer part, um, I think people give me way too much credit, but it was a very high probability of uh, survival rate. So I was never really worried about the actual cancer, but I was just more, um, I guess, stressed about the whole situation where I was diagnosed and I went through treatment here while my family was somewhere else, right? My parents are both in Guam, you know, my brother's in California um, and they didn't have the uh, financial or uh, time means to just drop everything and just be there for me, right? Or be with me. And when I realized that, um, that's when I started to really think about the future and started really with uh, just learning how to, you know, personal finance first, just learning about the money, learning how money works. Uh, Cause I realized that, that that's probably the key if I wanna be able to have freedom is to have money. And I thought, you know, at first, okay, just get a good job get a high paying job and save some for retirement and I'll be fine. But as I kept reading about all these books, um, personal finance books, I learned that it's possible through real estate investing and entrepreneurship. So that's how I discovered real estate investing. And that's why I've been, you know, pushing to 
reach that financial freedom in the next few years. Man, I mean, that, that's, that's heavy, but I think that it's a great story and, and not to downplay, you know, your situation, but I think that, you know, a lot of people in your situation outside of cancer as an ensign newly graduated would have just spent their time and their leave, you know, going, traveling around the world, you know, blowing their new ensign money on new cars and going out all the time and, you know, participating in the freedoms you didn't have, you know, at the academy. And you took a completely different course and focused on being responsible and particularly being financially responsible and building for your future. I think that's incredible, the self-discipline you had to be able to get yourself in the mindset to do that um, and continue doing that and, you know, to continue building your future up. Um, You know, like I said, I was not thinking about that as an instant at all. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, I'm sorry to hear that you, you had the, your cancer situation. Um, but I, I like to think that fate gives us these situations for a reason and who knows what would have happened if you had, didn't have that situation and you never realized that, you know, where you were going in the Navy wasn't necessarily going to, you know, you weren't going to last another five years. Right. And you had to, you know, make the most of your time. Um, and unfortunately, it had to be a, a, a situation like that. But I, I, have a, I have a strong connection to the universe giving us what we need in the moment. And it sounded like that's exactly what the universe did for you. So, Absolutely. so yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome that you kind of made that transition and you made the best of a, you know, a hard situation. And, and not only didn't let it get you down, but grew from the experience overall. And, and now, obviously, you're, you're, growing and building into, you know, a bigger and, and bigger uh, real estate empire and freaking awesome to see that. So, so talk to me about how, you know, what was your general process for learning how to get into real estate investing in the first place? And then taking that first step to obviously, you know, you bought your quad over this past year. You can walk us Absolutely. through. That. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, um, before you learn how to re- really learn, sorry, before you learn how to invest in real estate, you have to learn how to manage your own money first, right? So personal finance comes first. Uh, you have to know how much money you're making, how much money you're spending, where it's going every month. So once you have the basics of that and basic understanding of how um, you know cash flow works, how interest rates work, how uh, growth works, then you can really start looking into other um, assets of real estate, uh, assets of uh, investments. And real estate, real estate investing is definitely a great vehicle. Um, and just like anything else, for you, I must I must steal this model from uh, active duty passive income. But I really believe in it. Just three steps: learn, network, and take action. Right? So learn. There's a lot of great resources out there. First thing, real estate related resource that I found was the um, the house hacking book. So I learned that. I read it. Learned it. Um, read other books. Right? Rich Dad Poor Dad. Think and Grow Rich. Millionaire real estate investor all those great books. And I also listen to a lot of podcasts, right? On my spare time um, after graduation, when I'm driving or cooking or doing the dishes, I would turn on a podcast and just learn from that and network, right? Go to different meetups, uh, local real estate meetups, and you go to conferences like the military influencer conference where we (laughs) met up for the first time. And the thing is like, 
don't get me wrong, I was very scared, very nervous going to these meetups, being the guy without any experience, the least um, amount of knowledge. But when you surround yourself with people who know a lot more and who's done a lot more, then you start absorbing all that and you start becoming like them. So, you know, get out of your comfort zone, go to a meetup and just make your goal to talk to three people. And from there, your network will grow from knowing one person to three people to 10 people. And next thing you know, you have hundred people in your contact list and yeah. And just take action. Once you have the basics and you met enough people, you got to do it. Yep. Okay. Solid, solid, man. So, so were there any individuals in particular that you met that kind of helped you get to that, that first deal? Absolutely. Um, so first meetup, uh, I met my agent, um, Alex Winfield, shout out, and also Mike Foster, right? <laughs> he was doing the house hacking seminar and, you know, they shared a lot of great resources, a lot of websites, books and all that. Um, and the military influence conference, that's where we met, right? <laughs> At the time, I think you, you definitely reached out first. I'm um, saying, you know, you're also from the Hampton Roads area and that you're also going to the conference. So, you know, we went, um, met each other in person and really, I remember seeing you interact with other investors and thinking, wow, I'm going to be there soon. <laughs> you guys are talking about deals, talking about, um, you know, the deals you guys have done or deals you guys are looking at. And I was just thinking, yep, one day I'll be there. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of um, great people. Definitely. Awesome. So, so when, what, uh, what month in 2019 did you buy your quad or your, uh, sorry, your duplex? We um, under contract in October and we closed early December. Got it. Okay. So December. So about, it's about six mm -hmm. months or so. Okay. Got it. So walk us through the process of finding that, that first property. Cause you know, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this are trying to decide if they want to jump into a small multifamily, if they want to jump straight into a large multifamily and pretty much universally across the country, it's a hot market and even more so with <sighs> now. Now that there's not as much supply. So trying to find a quad or a duplex uh, or even a single family home to house hack is probably hard for a lot of people and, and a price that makes sense. So, so talk us through how you found a property that worked for you. And, you know, just can you talk us through the whole process, I guess, from finding it to closing? Absolutely. Um, you're, you're definitely right. Uh, it's very hot right now. It was a little hot last year, but right now it's even hotter. But yeah, so, you know, search... I had a few criteria, I guess, so that I know exactly what I'm looking for. One, it's got to be multifamily. Two, only certain areas that I'm very comfortable living in and renting out later. And three, I didn't want the uh, mortgage payment to exceed my DAH. So that worst case scenario, I can't find any tenants or roommates. I'm still able to prove, afford it, right? So those were my main criteria. And once that was set, we just looked um, every day with an MLS and new listing, uh, walked through a couple properties and a lot of them were just snatched up really quickly because, you know, investors here know what's a good deal or not. <laughs> but this particular property was actually a foreclosure. So the day it was listed, my agent and I, we went to go check it out and, you know, numbers made sense. So we put an offer right there and then, and we learned that, or I learned that, for foreclosures, you get a um, priority, actually. 
uh, from the seller if you're a owner occupant buyer. So me using the VA loan with the plan to house hack, I'm gonna live in it. So um, the bank gave me priority over other investors who probably had cash offers, who probably had higher bids. But yeah, so I, in a way I got lucky, <laughs> really. Awesome. So can you explain uh, what, what it means to house hack a property? Absolutely. So house hacking is a great investment strategy for people who are just starting out uh, like me, right? If, if you have less low capital and if you don't have a lot of experience, it's a great way to really get your feet wet. Um, and the basic idea is that you buy a property. It can be single family or multifamily up to four units. You live in one unit or one room and you rent out the others. So your rental income that you collect from your roommates or tenants is basically covering uh, ideally all of your mortgage, right? And then some if um, numbers are great. So you're basically living for free. You're able to uh, save up for your next property and you can get the experience as a home buyer, first time home buyer, real estate investor, because you're run, running all the numbers, checking out these properties, and also landlord if you want to, and even rehab if you want to. So you get all those experiences under one belt and you're living for free. And you can use owner-occupant buyer loans, like VA loan or FHA loans, which typically have you know, less down payment compared to 20%, 20% conventional loans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge advocate of the of the mm-hmm. VA loan on uh, a house hack. Uh, that's how I got started with real estate investing, and it sounds like you you're similar there as well. So, um, yep. <laughs> so, so you use your VA loan uh, to purchase this first property. Did you um, use any particular kind of loan? Did you just use a regular VA loan, or can you walk us through that process? Sure. So, I uh, actually use the utilize the VA rehab loan which is a type of VA loan where you can actually finance all of your renovation costs and roll it into the mortgage. So your loan would be your home plus other renovation costs and still have 0% down payment. Hmm. Um, Amazing product. Not a lot of people are familiar with it. I definitely wasn't until we saw the property, the foreclosure and my agent suggested it. So yeah, it's a great product. Um, Unfortunately, not available during the pandemic, but I'm sure when things get better, you know, you'll be back on the market for sure. But yeah. Awesome. So are there, uh, are there like limits to how much money you can get for the renovations or is there any extra costs associated with that, like an extra fee or any interest rates or anything like that? Sure. Um, great question. So the interest rate typically do be, they tend to be a little higher than typical VA loans because, you know, banks consider it more risky, right? Um, and also, not a lot of lenders offer it. So you definitely have to shop around for lenders who offer VA rehab loans. Some people won't even know what it is, actually, surprisingly, <laughs> the yeah. lenders. But, um, yeah, and it's even harder to find ones that offer it for multifamilies. Um, even my bank, they only offer it up to duplex, right? Um, but there, there are banks and mortgage companies that will um, uh, offer it to multifamilies, a bigger multifamilies. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I wish I had had that option when I, when I was getting started. Cause I, a lot of the renovations we did on our quad were out of very much out of pocket and it uh, was quite expensive. And yeah, that, that would have been a, definitely a better option to, to throw, 
you know, all that money into the rehab loan instead. So it's a great, great option. So, um, all right. So you bought this, you bought this, um, this duplex, uh, using the VA rehab loan. Um, how long did it take you to rehab it and get a tenant in there? So we closed in December. Um, the renovation started maybe two, three weeks after once my contractor was received uh, half of the funding and around March was when my unit was completely finished and April was when the whole thing was finished. So three to four months. Yep. And as soon as I, they finished my unit, I was able to find a roommate fairly quickly in about two weeks. Um, and then as soon as the other unit was finished, I was able to find tenants um, less than a month. Solid. Gotcha. And are you uh, using a, a property management company? Cozy. <laughs> nope. I'm um, managing managing for myself right now because I have a short tour. Uh, I'm an information professional. So we start with short tours, which is great. So, and I also wanted to kind of experience it and see how it is, but definitely we'll be using property manager once I move out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Smart plan. Smart plan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trying to manage everything yourself uh, is difficult, particularly in the military, particularly not in the same area. So, yep. I, I can I can definitely attest to that. It is not not easy, even with the property management company to manage that. So, yeah, highly recommend that. So, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And how much uh, how much are you cash flowing now off of this property monthly? Um, right now, as I'm living in it, it's covering all of mortgage and. And then some about six hundred dollars, which I am saving for um, to build up the reserves, so that once I move out, it has reserves for, you know, the repairs, maintenance, vacancy, and things like that. So that's what I'm doing. So technically, uh, zero dollars because I'm putting all of that away. <laughs> smart, that's smart, man. Yeah, yeah. Having reserves, especially during this time, is uh, is a good play because it mm-hmm. you never know when your tenants are all going to have to leave, and you know you're or not be able to pay and you're going to have to cover that all yourself. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely a smart play. Cool. All right. So you got into this duplex, you're happily living there, you're house hacking it now. You know, what made you transition into commercial multifamily, uh, you know, away from the smaller multifamily? How did, how did that go? And what kind of pushed you in that direction? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I was thinking a lot of like what I should do next, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a lot of different niches in real estate investing. And I was really interested in almost all of them. I was very curious. I was like, should I do a short-term rental? You know, wholesaling sounds kind of interesting. Fixing sounds fun. Fixing and flip. But um, honestly, when I saw you close on your 140 unit, I was like, hold up. What just happened? <laughs> this man went from quadplex to a partnership deal. Now he has a 440 units. So really, you inspire me a lot to really take the leap into multifamily because um. I mean, I knew, I like heard about it. I saw people do it or I saw people talk about it, but it just didn't really seem feasible uh, at my level uh, as someone who just started in real estate investing. But um, no, you, you definitely motivated me and encouraged me. So uh, yeah, and all the benefits, right? The economy of skills and um, ability to raise capital and things like that. So yes. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, I pre- I appreciate that again. It's not not scripted, <laughs> but it's not, I, it's not it's not it's um, not. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you got you decided you want to get into commercial multifamily. Um, mm -hmm. It's obviously a, a, a lot of learning and, and networking and taking action, the same kind of steps you took for, um, you know, to get your duplex and to start a real estate investing in the first place. So what steps have you taken to get yourself, you know, to the point where you are able to buy a commercial real estate property? You know, there, there's a lot that goes into it. So deciding to get into commercial multifamily and actually get into commercial multifamily are very, very different things. So, you know, what have you been working on, you know, over these past few months that have kind of helped or build your company, a brighter, brighter future capital, right? Into yes, where that's correct. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Uh, I will say that we, I do not have a commercial multifamily deal yet, um, but my partners and I are looking every day, underwriting, calling brokers and just being patient for the right deal. But for me to get to this level, um, it really starts with education again, you know, learning the basics, the terms, right, terminology, and you do that through podcasts, books, and conferences and meetups, just like how I st got started into real estate in general. But with, uh, I noticed with commercial multifamily investing is a lot more team oriented, right? So the networking piece is even more important in commercial multifamily. And so um, I really put my emphasis on that and trying to put my name out there. And one of the big, I guess, platforms was uh, LinkedIn, actually. Um, started connecting with investors on LinkedIn, um, engaging with their content, attending their meetups, and um, posting some of contents of my own, right? Um, very basics, things that I understood. And, you know, next thing you know, <laughs> I... I built a pretty good connection of uh, multifamily investors that are I'm surrounded by a lot of them who are doing a lot, doing very well, and I'm learning from them every day. So, um, yes, once I built my network, I was able to find partners, and I am now, you know, we're looking every day. Yep. Awesome. Gotcha. So how do how did you go about finding these partners to work with? Um, honestly, that that. For me, that was like half the battle is finding the yeah. right people to work with. Because mm -hmm. um, in multifamily, it's much more about the team than an individual. Because uh, there is, when you're dealing with a single family home, most people can, you know, put down the down payment for it, maybe bring in another partner, put down a down payment, and that's that. When you're talking a multi million dollar property, you're talking, you need to bring someone who has that net worth, the liquidity, obviously raising capital, going into it, the experience to manage the asset um you know the experience to even find the asset in the first place i mean there's a lot that really goes into it so how did you go about finding the partners that you're working with now and uh has that kind of been a transitional status for you or have you stuck with the same people that you started with yeah sure so um, first thing even before you start looking for finding partners would be kind of understanding where you would fit into a team right with all the different moving parts of uh, multifamily investing whether it's raising capital or underwriting or um, asset management. And for me, I had to consider my time in the Navy first, right? Because <laughs> that is my primary job. And I kind of looked at what would be possible for me while I'm in service in the next four or five years. And that was raising capital or underwriting deals or doing due diligence, right? I couldn't really do much of asset management you know, you would have to oversee it for years and I could be on deployments or other things like that. So, and really I was kind of, I kind of reverse engineered it where I would, I want, I found a team that needed 
one of those items. And then I would focus on, on the role. And um, really got lucky, honestly, because I attended uh, Deal Make Your Life virtual. And, you know, it was great networking, great uh, education uh, opportunity. And after the event, um, I got a call from my current partners, Mauricio and Princess, shout out. <laughs> and they were looking for um, basically boots on the ground and due diligence. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I could do that <laughs> in Hampton Roads. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it worked out perfectly. They can underwrite, they can raise money, but they're all the way in California. So they can't invest in, you know, in that market. So they're looking for partners in other markets who are able to do the other parts. And um, they saw me in Deal Maker Live. Um, I also had the, what is it? The first, first deal coin. So I, I had a little FaceTime there. <laughs> so that's why they reached out and we connected and also, you know, to vet them, right, as partners, because like you said, we're talking about millions, multi-million dollar uh, properties. Um, I basically, um, I was able to see who they are through a bunch of meetups, because they were always there, always contributing. Uh, you know, we talked a few times about things besides multifamily, and they were, their mind was in the right place, and they're good people. So, hey, it, I think, I think it'll work out. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, I, I like to think of a like new partnership, like a marriage, like you, you, you're dating to start off with, you're testing each other out, you're seeing what works, you're kind of flirting with each other. And then you kind of really get into the nitty gritty on, okay, like, is this person really going to work for me for the rest of my life? And um, I think it's kind of an apt analogy, because, you know, depending on how long you hold this property, it could be years, it could be decades, it could be, you know, a lifetime that you're working with this individual or having to at least deal with this individual. So yeah, I, I think it's really important that um, what you talked about is finding the role that you're going to fill um, mm -hmm. and making sure that uh, you can, first of all, that you can fill that role, like in the case of capital raising, um, but also that you're the best at what you're doing. And I will attest that it only really takes one deal and one large deal to open up a ton of doors for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that 104 unit, it, opened way more doors than I imagined. And it obviously touched a lot more people than I would have thought as well. Um, and I, I really think that the, a lot of the first deal is a real thing, right? Once you prove that you can raise capital, that you can asset manage, you can do due diligence, you can do, um, you know, doing inspections, you can be boots on the grounds. Like you will, you will quickly find how important that is to a lot of people uh, when they start approaching it. So I think that's awesome that you're able to, to fill fill those roles um, there. So, so, so tell me what has been, and we're going to get here into the snapshot round here in a second. What has been the hardest thing for you about getting into this commercial multifamily space so far? Um, I guess being a young guy without any, any experience or capital, right? <laughs> but um, that was the hardest, I guess, hesitation, um, that I had biggest hesitation that I had before I jumped in. But once you just put your name out there and be genuine and connect with people and you just tell it like with what it is, you know, I'm just starting my Navy career. I don't have any, any capital, but I'm here to learn from people like you who are doing great deals. And, um, I hope to do a deal one day. Right. And I'm working on this I've read, I've been to 
so-and-so conferences, and I'm doing this every day to um, make that dream come true. And, you know, people will appreciate that. So, so yeah, the biggest challenge, I guess, was in the beginning, initially, um, the hesitation that I had being the young guy, being the guy without any experience or money. But once you make the jump, you're in it. And once you're in it, you're okay. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that fear is gone. Yep. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Okay. So, you ready to get into Snapshot Round? Let's go. All ahead, plank, cavitate. Snapshot, tube, tube. All right, June. What is your number one failure in real estate? So I would have to say, um, I mean, my real estate investing career has been very short, but the one that frustrated the most will be um, property management, self-managing. <laughs> but so um, what specifically about it is, do you, I mean, I guess, do you feel like you failed it or do you feel like it's a particular challenge to you? I would say um, I was a little too lenient with a couple of things like for example uh you know my tenant uh she um, pays cash <laughs> for the rent right okay. i mean yes i'm here we're next doors uh so i said you know what fine i'll take it um even though my original intention was online online payment right but you know i was it was during the pandemic time right around march when things were getting crazy so I panicked a little bit. I was like, what if I can't find another tenant? So that's why I was lenient, you know, but it's a little, you know, it's like two, three steps you don't have to take, but I'm still doing getting the payment, going, going to ATM machine, depositing it uh, myself and things like that. And, you know, things here and there. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a lot to, to deal with as a, as a military guy yeah. and being a landlord, man. Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) So as an active duty military investor, um, you have obviously found some some success doing this and, you know, you're relatively early in your career, but you're obviously making something of yourself in the, in this, in this industry, in this, in this market. So what advice do you have for other military investors who want to get started or who are already doing this um, to be successful? Mm -hmm. Um. Just do it, really. <laughs> Just take action. But also, I would say, um, um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Just honestly, document everything would be a great one. Um, you know, when I was doing the rehab, the whole process, I took a few pictures here and there, but I wish I had a couple of videos of the whole process, you know, before and after, during. I wish I, you know, took more notes on it. I have mental notes, but, you know, small notes here and there. Um, And even the whole journey, uh, I wish I uh, did more. I I wish I did a better job at kind of um, uh, taking notes along, like when I learned what, when I learned what, Mm -hmm. so that when I look back in a few years, I can say, oh, here's my story fully. And yeah, and you can also share it with others. Uh, more efficiently if you just document everything. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think that that easily translates into further content if you want to make that realm, maybe even a book. Um, but uh, just at, at face value, documentation is freaking huge in this. Accounting is huge in this in this mm-hmm. business. So I think that's a really a really good advice there. All right, uh, June, what inspired you to serve your country? Great one. Um, I was actually born in Korea. 
And, you know, my family moved to Guam when I was young. Um, and first time I went to U.S., or I guess to live there was through the academy. But um, really saw military as, um, well, really saw this country, first of all, as um, how I was very grateful, basically, because, you know, when my family was in Korea, you know, I was young. I still remember it a little bit, but, you know, we struggled a lot. Um, you know, it wasn't, it was pretty tough, right? School was tough. <laughs> Everything was tough. But when we moved to Guam, um, it was still tough in the beginning, obviously. You know, my dad worked a bunch of jobs. Um, and he finally, uh, now he has his own restaurant business. But I really think it's possible because of the uh, how great the country is. And it's really good at awarding um, work ethic, hard work ethic. And my fat father was an example of it. And I, um, best way to kind of give back was through military. And that's why I decided to join after high school. And uh, here I am. <laughs> awesome. No, I love, I love that story. I, I love, as a, as a uh, son of an immigrant myself, I totally connect mm -hmm. with that story. So that's yep. amazing. And, and thank you for your service. I thank you too. Sir, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, June. One last question. What is your dream? My dream, uh, through financial freedom, uh, live my life on my own terms and spend it with my family, take care of my parents and my brothers, and my own family too. Mm -hmm. um, all that is great, but I also have a personal goal to help one million children with cancer. Right. Um, having gone through it myself. I understand the physical, mental, uh, even the financial uh, struggles of cancer. And I was really lucky that just, so I went through it and I'm fine now. And I also had TRICARE, <laughs> but you know, not many people will have that uh, situation. So my goal is to help 1 million children with cancer in my lifetime. Yeah. That's a, that's an amazing goal. And I wish you definitely wish you the best of luck in that. And it's, it's very altruistic of you too. I love that. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So June, I appreciate you coming on here today and, and sharing your story. I think it's been truly inspirational to hear, you know, what you've been through and, and what you've done in such a short amount of time with real estate investing. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you've taken a, what could have put a lot of people on their ass and turn it around to the better for you and to better your life as a whole. And, and now to better the lives of other people as well. And I think that's truly inspiring. So um, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing that. If people want to learn more about you, where can they go? Sure. So uh, my website would have all the contact links in it. Um, brighterfuturecapital.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, Brighter Future Capital or Facebook page, but my website would have all the content. And, or you can send me an email at june at brighterfuturecapital.com. And, and also LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, got it. Awesome. Okay, and we'll include that all in the show notes as well. So, June, again, thanks for coming on here. Uh, any any last words you want to impart to the learners before we head out? Um, just, just do it. <laughs> Take action. Do it. I Friends. Love yeah, right. don't, don't hesitate. If you're listening to this right now, especially people who are uh, just starting their military career, JOs, or even in college, um, somehow found this podcast, you just got to do it. 
take the risk. You know, nothing, nothing will come for you if you don't take the risk. Mm -hmm. So, and it'll pay off. So. All right. Got it. Awesome. Well, June, thanks again. And I hope you have an awesome, awesome day. Awesome week. Stay safe back in, uh, in the States with COVID and uh, yeah, stay in touch, man. It's been good catching up. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you are a military investor and found this episode of the Lessons in Real Estate show packed with great information, tell your friends and leave a five-star rating on your listening platform. Every comment is read and appreciated. Don't forget to check out our weekly episodes of PCI Teaches, brought to you by Pinto Capital Investments. Learn about basic and advanced topics in real estate investing. Catch updates on Anthony's journey through learn and teach segments. And listen to the tales of other military investors and real estate professionals every week. We'll catch you next time on the Lessons in Real Estate show.